This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Man, we have the honor of having uh, a friend of mine, now a friend of ours, man, uh, just a guy is what he'd rather be known as, but he's an awesome dude that's done a lot of awesome things. Thomas Toll, uh, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Ramon, how's it going? Good. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Nice to nice to be talking to you. How's uh, Nashville treating you so far? I know you're around the city this morning. I am. Yeah, it's great. Look, this place uh, has got great energy, obviously music capital of the world, and always fun to be here. Good. So, Thomas, tell us a little bit about how you ended up where you are. I mean, I, I looked it up and came from kind of meager beginnings, and then you owned some laundromats, and you moved on to some accounting deals. And I looked at some of the things that you liked, and I'm like, man, I see a lot of me in you in terms of you read comics, you played games, you dug movies, you did all this kind of stuff. When did it all of a sudden become, you know what, I want to finance some of the biggest budget films oh, right. of the last 15 years? Well funny how no matter how where i get to in life everybody always asks about the laundromats it's, it's really interesting <laughs> that was like i was like 24 or 23 but uh but in any case look I, i've been extremely fortunate i was raised uh by a single mom who worked two jobs and uh you know pick your euphemism but we we were very poor uh with myself and two younger sisters in upstate new york uh, sports was always a huge part of my life that, you know, uh, kind of helped me, uh, develop whatever, uh, skills that you have in terms of having uh, grit work ethic, learning that you got to work with other people to get things done. It's been kind of a bedrock in my life. Um, and look, if you don't think that luck is involved, then you know, you're not, you're not being intellectually honest. So, um, you know, my background in my 20s after I did some of those things was in tech and, and finance. Uh, and then I became fascinated, although I had absolutely no uh, experience in the movie business, how the movie and television business, uh, the finance side worked. Um, and so I had an idea that maybe it could be done slightly differently and put together legendary and uh met a young director. Our first movie was Batman Begins. And I heard you reference Christopher Nolan. Uh, and, uh, you know, a big part of success was standing next to him. So that, that was, uh, that was uh, fortunate and a, and a pretty fun journey. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that it was. Um, and I mean, I, you look at some of the other things that you did or were associated with 300 and it looks like you were a pretty big Frank Miller fan. 
um, because the Dark Knight was was part of that and everything else. But you also did Watchmen, and uh, it looks like you've worked with Zack Snyder a couple of different times as well um, through your deal. So what was it that like in terms of like financing a film that side of it? Like, what was your role? What is it that Legendary actually does? Because obviously, when you're when a film is about to start, you see the crawls and you see those splash screens and you see those stingers. And every time I saw Legendary, I knew I was watching something important. Not that I was necessarily going to love every film you do. I can't I can't profess to that. But what was it that Legendary actually did in terms of your role with some of these films and these directors and everything else? Well, we we were kind of a full service company, meaning we developed our own movies, we financed them, produced them. Uh, so very hands-on at the beginning, we were partners with Warner brothers and that's how we ended up, uh, in the Batman and Superman franchises, uh, with them, uh, and then developed our own stuff over time. And so sometimes that requires being incredibly hands-on um, and doing everything from, you know, helping the team to work on scripts to casting and, and so forth. And then there's other times I'm not even, you know, being uh, funny about it that with Chris, you just sort of say, okay, where do we sign? Uh, and yeah. so it's, a, it's just a different experience depending on what you're, what you're doing. Um, and it's, you know, it, it was a surreal especially for somebody that did not come up or have any experience in that business. I sold the company. Geez, it'll be six years ago mm-hmm. this spring. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to reminisce about it. Uh, one thing I've always noticed about you is, is your love for sports. And not only that, you put that in film also from um, We Are Marshall, of uh, the way you put it, the, the way you guys incorporated Heinz um, Field and, and uh, The Dark Knight. The 42 movie. My boys love that. They're in baseball. I know you're a big baseball fan also. Yeah. What is your love affair for the game around all sports, honestly, if you could, and the fact that you incorporate that in film? <clears throat> well, what I have always loved about sports is the meritocracy of it. Is that, you know, whether you're, whether you're poor, uh, whether you come from this neighborhood or that neighborhood, or whatever your political leanings are, all that goes out the window when the lights come on. When you're on the field, it's one of the truest forms to me of of competition where at the end of that game, the scoreboard says, you got this and they got that and you were weighed and measured. And I think there's something beautiful about that and, and simple. And I also just think that, you know, the the whole concept of competing is, is part of human nature, right? It's part of nature in general. Um, and I think sometimes in our society, we are starting to wander uh, towards different things where um, we're not supposed to compete, that everybody wins all the time. And I, I, I don't think that's realistic. And I don't think that's a reflection of of the way the world is is wired um and i think there's something about sports in terms of competition uh and the camaraderie and teamwork that that comes with that and the sense of accomplishment when you pull something off greater as a group than you ever could have individually i I just love all those things 
Yeah. Uh, Thomas Toll, who worked with Legendary and has done or founded Legendary and has done so many other things, including being a part owner of the Steelers, is with us here on J-Mart and Ramon. Um, I want to ask you about your sports collectibles and, and your music career and so much else. I wanted to ask one more Legendary specific question, and that's this. I've been writing about pop culture, reviewing movies and television shows now for eight to ten years. And it's 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 different in that everything becomes viral because of the influence of social media. I, I have long believed that the benefits of social media are, are outweighed by a lot of negativity that can be presented there. I think there have been a lot of instances of that, and I'm sure that you've probably encountered it. Where are we right now when it comes to just the space of how one opinion can become a hive mind as opposed to you like what you like, you don't like what you don't like, and one man's opinion shouldn't necessarily influence yours and how that's affected the movie industry, the television industry, things like that? Well, look, I, I certainly don't claim to be an expert, but I, my opinion on the subject is that uh, our, our society was not built for social media. If you think about the massive impact that it has across everything. I mean, the way our kids are growing up today is an order of magnitude different than when I grew up because you, you certainly didn't have to maintain your Instagram account or something or <laughs> show that you're constantly doing interesting things. Uh, and then I think the velocity um, that social media has that we're not equipped for is just how quickly somebody's thought or pontification gets everywhere. Uh, and because we're pretty ingrained right now in tribalism of, I think this thing, you think that thing. So I can't even communicate with you. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even talk through that. And everything that I'm going to watch or read is going to reinforce my position. Um, and I, I think that that's, I wish we could take a step back from that uh, sometimes and, and just wish that we could say, look, what's great about our country is that um, some incredibly brave men and women have fought and died so that you can have your opinion and that you can have respectful discourse and exchange of ideas without that becoming, you know, a melee or something. And then, you know, lastly, I, I think there is a big difference between reading something online and making very deep decisions based on that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, hey, I'm, my medical care or how I'm going to conduct my life or in finance. And it turns out the things you're reading aren't written by experts. They're just written by somebody who either has an angle or some other reason. And you're making decisions potentially for your family based on that. And I, I'm hopeful that we get back to a place where facts and truth really matter and that people are intellectually curious enough that they say, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to go deeper than just looking online. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, that's no, that that's absolutely fair. I, I wondered myself, somebody like you that lives in the world that you do and thinks the way that you do, how much time you actually devote to the internet and things of like that and how much time you're off of screens living your life unless you're you know making deals or speaking with people or working charity events or things like that when you can get away is that something you try to do 100 percent. i'm not on any social media um it's just something that i choose not to do and i think that you have to pay attention and have good cell phone hygiene and other electronic devices, just because you can look up and spend a good part of your day on that. Now, look, I'm a massive technology proponent. That That's what my background is in. And that's what I do today. So I think technology and communications enhances our life. It's just everything in moderation. So, um, you know, when I, when I get on my horse and go out on the ranch or something, I, I don't have my phone with me. Because that's you know that's time to to focus, or if I'm coaching uh, the kids' game or or at their game, same thing. No phone. There's just I just think there are certain principles that you can try to practice that uh, you know that are healthy. So also healthier collections. Um, we've been, we've seen the rise of NFTs and things. Speaking of technology, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't get. I, I, Thomas Toll is with us here on J Martin Ramon. The non fungible tokens and stuff. It's not something I get. It just it seems like a con almost to me. And I, but you also see sports cards rising and memorabilia starting to rise again. And I think it's because people actually want tangible assets. They want something they can hold in there. I still like to go buy books. I still buy CDs. I still go buy DVDs as I want to actually still have the artwork. I still want something in my hands, but your collection is something completely different. So jump into the vault or let us into the vault a bit and tell us some of the cool stuff that you've got. Yes. Well, look, to me, part of uh, sports memorabilia and cards and everything, um, and I collect in baseball, and I collect only Steelers stuff in football. So I I just was a massive Steelers fan as a little boy and, uh, you know, had the the unbelievable Fantasy Island-like experience of of having Mr. Rooney ask me to – be in the ownership group. Uh, I think it was back in 2007. So I'm, I'm still waiting. My life is like a punked episode sometimes. (laughs) So, uh, so, you know, there are things that I like that are, you know, part of the game, game worn jerseys, uh, and football jerseys, helmets, a few footballs from important things. Um, you know, that, that to me just kind of make you feel immersed in the game, right? It, it symbolizes that what, whatever was going on in that moment um, in, in a big moment that meant something to you, meant something uh, to, across culture and sports fans. So I agree with you. I mean, look, there's a lot of things that are different. So I'm, I'm certainly not going to begrudge anybody that gets excited about their non-fungible token and they have a unique digital asset 
if that's exciting to you, great. That that's what makes it uh, cool that we we can all like different things. But I'm definitely with you that if I'm holding a you know a Babe Ruth bat in my hands and think about what it was like when he held that bat and used that bat in a game, it's for me that's uh, that's pretty great. So do you have a Babe Ruth bat? Yeah, I kind of felt like that was a, that was that personal. You have, or, or, or if, if if you do, besides that, what is your coolest item that you have? You're like, I can't believe I'm actually holding this. Um, probably Franco's immaculate reception jersey. What? I'm just glad um, you didn't say a Ramon Foster jersey. You know what? No, no, no. no I'm He's not. Really- I'm under. I've signed some paperwork that I'm not allowed to talk about the Ramon Foster collection. <laughs> the deal. See, so Thomas, you just, know how to play uh, it. <laughs> no, man, I'm telling you, his lawyers seem very serious about that whole thing. So I'm not saying a word. So the Immaculate Reception jersey, you have that or you've held on to it in, in, a, um, in, in some type of fashion? Yes, I, I do. Um and, you know, but I, I, Ramon, and you'll understand exactly yeah. what I mean. Out of everything, though, um, my first full year in, in the group, we beat the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And to get a Super Bowl ring with your name on it, with the team that you just have bled with since you were a kid, it seemed, I mean, I, you know, there's there's not a day that goes by and I don't stop and stare at it and just you know I'm afraid somebody's going to come and take it but yeah. uh, for now it's still sitting there. But you you see the importance of why guys stick around to kind of chase that ring too, being the fact that you know you you have it and you see it. That's a beautiful thing. Um, on, well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say. I mean, it symbolizes an accomplishment. You know, those that are around the game or play the game, when everybody shows up in August, right, or July, or the way the building works all year on draft picks and bring – I mean, it is not just about the season. It's about everything that went into it. Every minute you're in the the weight room, every minute that you're watching film, and to watch a group of men come together like that, you know, that's what it symbolizes. It's not just a piece of jewelry. It's – what went into that and, you know, being adjacent to that and, and, you know, having the privilege of witnessing that was extremely uh, special. Uh, So Thomas Toll, tell me about ghost towns. Uh, Well, we, um, you know, some, some guys golf, uh, (laughs) some people golf and I, I've played the guitar since I was probably 10 or 11 um, and have always loved music and uh, kind of an old soul. Even as a kid, I loved the Rolling Stones, loved blues, uh, Muddy Waters, and Lightning Hopkins, and uh, Robert Johnson. Um, loved some country stuff. There's a guy down here uh, named Chris Stapleton here in Nashville that's amazing. Hey, and uh, I just, yeah, I lo- love music. So um, I have a, a band. And, you know, we're very fortunate to do the things that we do. We have a new album that just came out that uh, seems to be doing pretty well. And so before COVID, we went out on the road with the Rolling Stones, ZZ Top and Bob Seger, and we're about to go 
back out on the road with the Rolling Stones, which is my favorite band of all time. And I, I mean, you know, again, what, what do you say to that, that you get to play with your favorite band of all time? It's just, that's, that's why I, I don't say this to be, you know, geez, I, I better make sure I come off as humble or something. It, it is humbling. I mean, I cannot believe the things that I get to do. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I just love love the guys in the band, and there's something special when you're you know you're looking at each other and you kind of know that you're hitting it just right, and it's pretty great. So are you going to be uh, are you guys doing the Stone Show that's going to be at Bridgestone here in Nashville? Uh, Nissan, I'm sorry. Yeah, I uh, I'm not sure if the dates. I'm not sure which shows have been announced, but I'm just going to say that uh, I, I really love being down here, and um, you know, I'm sure that would be super cool. So that I, I don't know whether those dates have been announced yet, but um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Well, if you do, we got to have you back on the show to yeah. uh, celebrate that accomplishment. Like you said, we're we're all kids living out dreams. And you get an opportunity to live out the ultimate one, being able to be around legends like that, Thomas. That's friggin' awesome, man. Yeah, your your life's well. a fantasy camp, man. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I, I get the joke, believe me. <laughs> and uh, the, the, only, the only other thing I, I, I might do is uh, Ramon's son, uh, who I think is probably still pitching. Yeah. Uh, I, I may I may say I that may add to the chapter and say I remember watching him as a twelve year old and thinking, Good lord. So <laughs> Thomas, that'll be that'll blow his mind right there. That yeah. Will. Yeah, that that's awesome. Um in in we got like a minute. I feel like we have you and you're so savvy and you're always looking for the next challenge. I have to ask you because we talked about tech and I know you've been associated with AI and robotics and a bunch of stuff like that. Where are we headed? Like what's the next thing? Where where is technology headed over the next, you know, 5 years, 10 years, something like that? Well, I think what you're what you're going to see is most technology I think happens slower than you think there's a bunch of hype and you know all of a sudden it's supposed to be driverless cars right now but then once it arrives it happens it almost feels like it explodes and i think over the next 10 years you're going to see artificial intelligence and machine learning permeate almost every or, uh, corner of our economy um, and you're going to see i think enhancements massive enhancements to life uh, across everything, but I think you're also going to see challenges. We have to take people over the next 10 to 20 years that are currently employed, um, you know, in jobs that, that may erode or go away, and, and we have to be thoughtful about what that pivot and what that transition looks like. Um, but I think as you look at automation, uh, as you look at, um, you know, what is going to happen 
in biotech, communications with artificial intelligence. Uh, they're exciting things, but there are also challenges that we need to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. Uh, Just uh, real quick, somebody in the zone chat on our on our zone on our YouTube page said there's a superhero that lives in Nashville by the name of Derek Heron. You should make a film about him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, I, I don't want to tackle that guy. I'll tell you that. Uh, the, the Titans, you know, Mike Vrabel was originally a Steeler yeah. uh, and does a f- phenomenal job. And uh, Der- Derrick Henry, I'm not going to dispute that. He he definitely, him running around with an S on his uh, chest would, would not be inappropriate. So uh, real quick, uh, when can I meet Christopher Nolan? And, 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 and when do I need to clear my schedule to make that happen? <laughs> Let me uh, let me let me make a, a couple calls. I'm sure he's sitting around not doing anything, <laughs> and uh, you know. But we'll uh, we'll, we'll get everybody together and, and figure that out. There it Beautiful. is, Thomas. It's been a wonderful conversation. Absolutely. We hope we hope to do it again uh, in the future. Um, enjoy our wonderful city, and you've you've made for a very interesting conversation over the last 20 minutes. Okay, guys, great to speak with you, Ramon. Hope to see you soon. Absolutely, Thomas. Yeah, because you've got a driverless car you've got to buy from Thomas, don't Hey, at some point. <laughs> at some point. You're the worst, Moan. You... That's Thomas Toll. He did. <laughs> I mean, he founded Legendary Pictures. We could have talked about that for an hour. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the dude, I think he's got Babe Ruth's bat. He... That story was too personal, Can wasn't you it? imagine? Yeah. Come on. I can't. We'll talk about that. I can't. Back. When we come back. <sighs> it's not worth it. Today's a big day because there's a whole lot of names that I recognize, Moan. Birthdays, J. Martin or Moan, 104.5 The Zone.